in crisis. I'm Jarrett Murphy from CityLimits.org. And this is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette. We welcome back to Max and Murphy, Jay Jacobs, who is the chair of the New York State Democratic Party, also the chair of the Nassau County Democratic Party. Jay, this is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette with Jarrett Murphy of City Limits. Thanks so much for coming back on the show. Well, thanks for having me. So um, you run the state Democratic Party. Um, you are a close ally and have, a, a you say, a, a friendship and a good working relationship with Governor Cuomo. Just for the baseline for our conversation today and the other public appearances that you're making right now as Governor Cuomo faces, um, you know, perhaps the, the biggest scandal uh, of his of his tenure when when you're when you're speaking now, tell us sort of who you're speaking for and where the governor governor's voice fits in in terms of your uh, the stances that you're taking publicly. Well, my job is to promote and and protect the Democratic Party, and that is you know that represents a lot of candidates. And when I took this job as state chair, and this is my second go around, you know I was state chair from 2009 to 2012 under. David Patterson, Governor David Patterson, and then the first year and a half of Andrew Cuomo. Then I left, and I, I was asked to, to consider coming back in 2019. And I did it under the um, understanding that we would run the Democratic Party for the benefit of the Democratic Party, of course be allied with the governor, which we are aligned with the governor um, in, in most circumstances. But, um, you know, I am speaking for myself, and I'm speaking on behalf of, of um, the uh, county chairs who have reached out to me to um, you know, g- give our view of what we should do in this really very difficult circumstance. So I'm not speaking on behalf of the governor. I'm not here to defend the governor's um, actions or the allegations against the governor in, in, in any detail or any way. I think these are serious and disturbing allegations. They're very upsetting. And, um, you know, we have to see to it that um, we deal with them in an appropriate fashion, and that's what I've been speaking about. Right, right. And um, when you say disturbing and upsetting allegations, um, there's three different women who have come forward with varying uh, allegations. Do you operate, um, you yourself and as leader of the Democratic Party, from a position of believing them uh, initially? Yes. I mean, I start off with an allegation like that, um, like the ones that we're hearing, I generally uh, start off uh, believing what people say. But I also understand that, you know, you, you have to have an appropriate uh, investigation and take a look at the context and, you know, uh, both perspectives of what happened. That's only the only fair thing to do. But most certainly I take them seriously, and I, and I, and I believe these uh, ladies, uh, you know, uh, in, in what they have said. And tell folks uh, who maybe haven't been following the blow by blow like like I have, like Jared has, um, what you, what your stance is is in terms of what should unfold here. Well, as I've said, in the uh, everybody agrees these are very serious allegations, and they need a full independent investigation. We called for that early on. Um, we, we're not going to uh, um, sweep this under the rug, and it, and if uh, there's been real uh, and and established. Um, I'll call it uh, just malfeasance in office, then the governor is going to have to be held accountable for it. But it, it requires the independent investigation to go forward. So we've got the attorney general, who everybody respects, everybody agrees is going to um, steer this process uh, appropriately. It, it won't take 
an unreasonably long period of time to get it done. Uh, she has subpoena power. And um, I, I don't think there's a necessity for a, a fast rush ignoring a process. I, I just believe that as a matter of precedent and a matter of the way things ought to be done, and by the way, this is consistent the way, the way I've felt in other circumstances with uh, members of both parties, not just the Democratic Party. That you, you, do you think there should be any interim – given these serious allegations, do you think there should be any interim steps in place? You know, we've seen – um, situations where elected officials, ha um, you know, have uh, kind of immediately been been said they can't hire uh, interns, or you know that there should be certain, you know, monitoring in place of the governor's interactions with people. Uh, any any interim steps you think should be taken while this investigation unfolds? I mean, these are obviously serious serious allegations. Do you, do you think there should be anything in place um, to monitor, you know, sort of how the governor interacts with people? I, I think um, if, if we hear the allegations, um, they are not good, and they indicate a certain behavior that you know we we you know would all find upsetting. But I don't think that you're in a situation where there is a fear that moving forward over the next month or two, that people are at risk if they work you know uh, uh, in the executive branch of government. Um, you've got a government that has quite a number of um, very strong and capable female um, leaders in it, not the least of which is uh, his uh, secretary to the governor, uh, which is akin to a chief of staff, uh, Melissa DeRosa and, and her team. And so I, I feel very comfortable that people will be safe working there in the interim. I think more important uh, at the moment is we've got to focus on getting the business of the state done. We've got a budget that needs to be completed within the next four weeks. We've got a pandemic that has to be tackled, vaccines that have to get into people's arms and organized that way. And so there's a lot that has to be done, and, and the governor, I believe, can do that. And so while the investigation goes forward, no one is at risk. No one. Be I don't think anybody believes that anybody else is at risk here, um, that you know, we, we just have to carry on, and then we have to make the appropriate decision, do the right thing, when that report is issued. If we're to believe uh, the women who've spoken up, um, I don't know that I don't, I'm not sure that everybody would agree with you that nobody's at risk of, of other such behavior, right? I mean that, that that would that would be a very open question, wouldn't it? No, I don't think so. I, th I think, think so. that the, no, because so, the, this is not the governor having been called uh, on it. I mean, I, I think that people probably saw what he had to say about it today, um, and he was very apologetic about it. I, I, I would be stunned uh, to think uh, that under that framework and under that circumstance, that now in the next two months, uh, something like this is, or anything like this is going to happen again. That would just be so that's, bizarre. Yeah, that's where I believe. wanted to go next is what the governor had to say today uh, in his in his comments. He, he talked about... Um, learning an important lesson, uh, which is more or less a, a direct quote, um, and, you know, that he now understands um, that some of the ways that he's talked to people have uh, made them feel uncomfortable. Um, listening to that, it struck me, it struck many others as, as pretty hard to reconcile with the fact that this is a governor who's been out in front for years working on legislation around sexual assault, sexual harassment, 
there are countless numbers of press conferences and speeches where he's talked about these issues. I'm, I'm confused, and, and I'd like your reaction. Do you, do you believe what he was saying, or is it that he is seemingly uh, you know, trying to make up for the fact that he was, he was caught talking uh, inappropriately with subordinates because – for the governor not to have known that some of the that conversation that's alleged that he's not denying uh, was inappropriate, I'm, I'm not quite sure how to reconcile that given the very public understanding that he's shown of these issues. Well, you know, that would then lead you to have to conclude that anybody that ever um, apologizes or uh, sees their actions in a different light would necessarily um, be disingenuous. I remember, you know, uh, not too long ago, uh, people were saying that Joe Biden was very physical and touchy with people, and they were making all sorts of insinuations, which I thought were completely ridiculous, by the way. <clears throat> but Joe Biden got up, uh, said what he had to say, um, apologizing for making anybody feeling uncomfortable, et cetera, and we, and we move on. Uh, I think in, in this case, uh, unfortunately, because of the governor's uh, tenure and maybe his working style, uh, there are numbers of people who, you know, don't like him all that much, and they're not willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But if you like the person, maybe you are willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not here to um, prejudge the issue and to say to you that I agree or disagree with your, you know, your your statement, which I think has some validity about, you know, his his knowledge and his awareness of of what should have been right and should have been wrong. I think the benefit of an investigation is that in an investigation, the investigators will be able to question Andrew Cuomo about those conversations. He will give his perspective on those conversations and what they were about from where he, he stood, as will uh, the, the um, individuals who are, who are making these serious allegations. And the investigators are going to make a determination as to what this is about and whether we should or shouldn't believe Andrew Cuomo. But for me to do so, or for anybody at this moment to do so, without the benefit of all the facts, really runs counter to everything that we know about uh, and believe in, 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 in the fairness of uh, a judicial process. Mm-hmm. And for him to pretty pretty much uh, you know openly acknowledge that what Charlotte Bennett alleged around um, the questions that he was asking her um, and the way that it made her feel as if he was um, coming on to her. He has, he did not deny that line of questioning and, and that line of commentary, uh, but he has said previously, you know, he thought it was under different pretenses, that he was acting as a mentor. But um, if he's acknowledging that the things that she alleges he said to her are true, um, don't you think that at, at this point in in anyone's career um, that that they would know that that type of talk was out of bounds with a subordinate uh, of that nature. I, I, I want to take issue with the statement that he acknowledged that everything was true. I, I don't know that he did it, in, in, and I think there's context that we haven't really uh, heard of. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I would say to you, it's it seemed not- like the only thing he denied was inappropriately touching anyone he he did he doesn't didn't seem in you know in all his comments today he didn't seem to deny any anything else other than physical contact and so that, and that think, that's what i was okay you know. and i think had he done so let's imagine had he done so had he chosen to go into the specifics 
and had he done so, what would be the result afterwards today? I think the answer is let an independent investigator, with the emotion out of it and with a, a judicial eye, if you will, uh, an ear, take a look at this and come up with exactly what they believe happened. And so I don't think he used today's format for the purpose of going through the details, and I'm certainly not going to prejudge it one way or the other, frankly. I'm just saying, and all I have been saying, is let this investigation, which everybody called for, go forward. Why would you call for an investigation, get an investigation, and then choose to ignore an investigation? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. So I think everybody, I think a lot of the people who are calling for his resignation, frankly, are people who haven't gotten along with him for a long time and are relishing this. Well, and I don't think that po politics really ought to enter that aspect of it. I mm -hmm. think that everybody that is um, uh, that is fair-minded would would agree. Okay, maybe he's terrible. Maybe he you know, is, is 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 the worst person in the world. But let an investigation get to the details over the next two months or so, which is about what it would take, and then mm -hmm. we'll have the answers that that we can go with. And if it turns out, by the way, that things are as bad as uh, they may look, um, then we're going to have to do as a party, you know, the right thing, and, and we will. And I'm not going to, I've been asked before, okay, what are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? I'm going to wait. I'm not here to make a headline. I'm going to wait and hear what happens from that investigation. And then, um, as the chair of the party, I'll have something to say about it. Uh, I wanted to ask what you make of um, Representative Kathleen Rice from your neck of the woods on Long Island um, calling for the governor to resign and uh, and what your reaction to that was. Well, I, obviously, I know Kathleen very well. We're friends and I've yes. you know, worked with her a long time. I, I, I think, you know, and Kathleen, I, I recruited her to be the district attorney here in Nassau County. And I helped her get elected the first time and she served as the district attorney. And as a district attorney, as a prosecutor, even though we're not talking necessarily about criminal matters, uh, I, I believe, I mean, it may come to that, but I don't believe so, um, I, I would have to say as a prosecutor, you, you wouldn't indict someone without a proper investigation, and you certainly wouldn't convict them without a proper investigation. So I think, frankly, um, in this case, that she jumped the gun. I just don't think it's appropriate. Uh, it's, you know, are we setting the standard that as soon as someone is accused of someone of something, and it sounds somewhat legitimate, and it certainly does sound uh, that way, um, that immediately you must resign. That's the end of it. You're accused. You go. Is that the standard we are setting? I just need to know. Well, she because didn't. If that's the standard she, we're setting. It's going to be a very tough standard for a lot of people to endure, uh, you know. And I don't think that's the right way for us to operate. Right. Under, understanding your opinion on that, she did. She did wait until there was a third accusation of inappropriate behavior by the governor. This was not a, you know, she did she did not necessarily jump to resignation when Lindsey Boylan's accusations came out. She heard Lindsey Boylan, she heard Charlotte Bennett. And then um, when the when the allegation around the inappropriate conduct at the wedding came out, that's when she called for resignation. So I think it was more on a on a pattern there. But um, since we just have a, cu a couple more minutes there, are you uh, you know, are you actively concerned and, and trying to work on sort of Democratic Party unity here? I mean, Kathleen Rice as a high profile Democratic member of Congress calling for the governor to resign. There's been a number of state legislators, as you mentioned, many of them are people who 
the governor has had longstanding issues with. But um, are you, as the state party chair, trying to rally Democrats to, you know, sort of stick with the governor until this at least until this investigation is over? How are you trying to approach party unity here? Well, I've let um, all of the um, elected officials know uh, through a statement and all of the county chairs know through a statement what my position was, and that was the statement that I issued um, yesterday, and pretty much goes along the lines of what I've been saying here. Um, I, I, for instance, had a call today from uh, State Senator Scoofus, who's a friend of mine, Jim Scoofus, from uh, from uh, upstate, who told me that he was going to ask for the governor's resignation. He was kind enough to give me a heads up on it, and I, I appreciated that very much, and I, I respect him, and I think he's a, uh, you know, a, a great state senator, and uh, you know, we had. Uh, you know, uh, a, a, a very open-minded conversation about it, very brief, and I appreciated him giving me a heads up. And I understand that people are going to feel a different way, and, and some of them are going to go. Did with you them. try to tell him not to do that? No, I did or not. Or convince him I not did. to do it? No, I did not. In other words, mm-hmm. I, I I understood that he had made up his mind. I told him, "Gee, I, w- I wish you wouldn't do it, but you've made up your mind. I, I respect you. You're a friend, and uh, you know when the when the dust settles, we'll all be." getting together again. I don't want this to be something to break the party apart. My main concern right now is that we get a budget done for the state, that we uh, you know, deal with this pandemic, and then we position our local candidates who are up this November throughout the state in you know, county and city races. We position them in a strong way so they get uh, elected, you know that's that's what I'm looking to do. But I understand, yeah. and I understand there are going to be different views on this. Mm-hmm. In our in our last two minutes here, um, give us you know a minute on um, each of in your mind here as this is unfolding with the governor and this investigation is is about to happen. What's the best case scenario from your point of view, and what's the worst case scenario? Well, I'm only looking toward the scenario where we get to the truth, um, or as close to the truth as you can possibly get. Not having cameras and people, oh, maybe there were, but uh, certainly cameras there to see exactly what happened in the context of what had happened, and and um, I think for the governor, uh, he would say, um, I would surmise that the best outcome would be the one that corresponds to his statements today that he he said some inappropriate things that were not intended for uh, the, the way that they were. Uh, taken, and it, it, it stays like that. Um, and then I think that you know he he would find that uh, to be the, the best circumstance. Obviously for him, you know the worst circumstance uh, would be um, uh, that the investigation would establish you know a far more nefarious um, view of the matter. So you know again I, I don't you know without the the benefit of and I sure don't want to. Be, be a judge or jury here without the benefit of the, the details and the context and the complete uh, conversation and uh, relationship among the people and, and how it developed and, and, and where it went. Without all of that, you don't have the full um, picture, I would say, uh, of what this was about. And again, when you get that, it may turn out to be awful. I'm not saying it's going to be exculpatory, but it may. I don't know. But that's why... I have been advocating and continue to advocate for patience. Let's have the investigation, and then we'll have the answer, and we'll know what to do. 
And lastly, Jay Jacobs, we appreciate the time and we'll let you go on this. Um, have you spoken to Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul about all this and, and any you know conversation about uh, her possibly needing to, to step in as governor? I'm not talking about any of the next steps in that regard. In other words, I, no, I, I, I would not be doing that at this juncture. It didn't seem, doesn't seem to me appropriate uh, to be doing that at this point in time. Obviously, if, if things um, get to that point, then those conversations will be had. I'm very close to Kathy Hochul. I like her an awful lot. We've been friends a very, very long time. She's terrific. Uh, but, um, no, that, it, it, it would be something that, that would occur down the line when and if that should be necessary. Understood. Jay Jacobs, we, we do appreciate the time and you, you taking all of these um, these questions from us. Um, thank you for, for joining us again and, and be well. No, I thank you. I, I always find it I always find it's a tough but but fair interview, so I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, Jarrett, uh, we've talked to uh, a member of the state Senate from Queens, uh, Jessica Ramos, who wants the governor to resign. We've talked to the state Democratic Party chair, Jay Jacobs, who wants to see the governor stay in office and at least uh, see where the investigation that's about to unfold lands. What did you think of uh, the conversations here today? Well, two very interesting conversations, two very, very smart and articulate and I think very genuine uh, guests. Um, I, I always love having both of them on. I, the, the most recent one sticks out of my mind just because it was the most recent. And I think, you know, moving beyond the words that Jay said, the tone of his responses to me, I think, indicates, uh, if, if I needed any further indication, just how serious this situation is for the governor. Um, the fact that um, if we take him at his word, and I do, that he you know, did not even try to uh, counsel uh, Senator Scalfis out of uh, calling for resignation. Um, and the, the Jay openly discussing, uh, not explicitly, but referring to you know, the possibility that we might be heading to uh, a three-term governor, the head of the party, uh, at one point, one of the most popular men in America uh, about a year ago, um, might be heading toward a point, possibly, where uh, he might, you know, face accusations that would perhaps drive him from office. Um, I, I think that's kind of a sobering tone and some sobering uh, facts from the Democratic Party chair that reflect just how hot the water is uh, for the governor. Yeah, I was struck by that, too. I mean, uh, you know, Jay Jacobs has done a couple other interviews in the last couple of days that I've caught just uh, in part in preparation for this, but also just because, uh, of course, it's interesting to hear the state party chair react to this, uh, you know, major crisis moment for, for the governor that he's so close with and the governor of the state. And I've been I've been a little bit surprised with how grave he sounds. And I know he obviously has to be very careful to take all this seriously um, very seriously and for the good of the you know Democratic Party in New York, for the good of the state. Um, but I've been a little bit surprised about how he's addressed it and in this conversation as well. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's not really downplaying this. And, uh, you know, while he's urging caution, um, you know, it is interesting the terms that he's, he's talking in here about what's engulfing the governor and, and what may, uh, may come. And, uh, you know, nothing around that was as, um, significant as, you know, his answer to one of the first questions, which was that, yes, he, you know, he presumes to believe the woman, women making the allegations, um, which I think, um, you know, should be the standard. And that's the standard that Governor Cuomo has set out there. But when Governor Cuomo is involved, it's significant to hear the state party chair say that. 
I'm Jarrett Murphy. He's Ben Max. Thanks for joining us. I'm Max and Murphy. Tune in next week. And until then, have a great week in the greatest city in the world. Thank you.